Hello, I'm head of school Brent Bell, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm here with Stefan Eady, Assistant Head of School for Academic Affairs, and Division Directors Chad Woods and Hope Jones. And today, we'll be taking a look back at 2021 as we prepare to usher in the new year. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Stefan, Hope, and Chad, welcome, and thank you for being on today's podcast. How's everybody doing today? Great, thank you. Doing well. well. Thanks for having us. Thank Great. you. Great. Excited to, uh, to usher in uh, 2022, kind of hard to believe, but um, thought it would be fun for the uh, last podcast of the calendar year to, to look back a little bit and, um, and then maybe look forward to as we, as we finish up. So uh, first question here today, as you think back over uh, the year 2021 here at Darlington, uh, what are a couple of highlights that, uh, that come to mind? Chad, let's, why don't you kick us off? Having our, our teachers and, and students um, finding, finding ways to learn, um, whether that be at home or, or on campus, um, the combination of those two things was really a highlight coming in, um, making rumpus happen. Um, even though we had missed it in January, we were able to, to make it over a week long during the spring. And of course that, um, I guess, ends with a, with a nice lip sync. And the many different ways the fine arts programs got to um, present things, whether that be uh, digitally or in the Cove, um, I thought that was great. And then probably the biggest highlight for me was, was being able to see the class of 2021 um, get to go through Honors Day, the Baccalaureate, and of course, commencement at the end. Yeah, a lot of highlights there. Hope, what about you? You know, I think one of the things that was uh, kind of an interesting challenge for 2021 was, one, our ability to continue some of our traditions um, that are really important to the students um, and to the faculty and to the parents, but also an opportunity to rethink some of those events, which I think is always a great time to sort of reflect on um, sort of the purpose behind events, why we do things the way we do them. Um, and I, I do believe that 2021 um, afforded us that opportunity of a healthy reflection. Um, and in that process, we had an opportunity to redesign some events. Um, and I, I think one of the uh, pieces that was sort of a highlight for me was being able to end uh, our school year last year in May. Um, sort of rethinking our final assemblies and being able to celebrate and recognize um, all of our students. Um, and so that sort of was something that, um, that will be a great takeaway um, as, as we continue through this year. Great. Brent, I have a feeling the theme of this podcast is going to be uh, surviving and the pandemic and coming out stronger. Uh, so uh, I'd echo what, what Chad and Hope said and, uh, and say that, you know, c coming out of that time when we kind of had to reboot the school and um, we, we did a lot of great work uh, to not just survive but to thrive. Um, I think especially coming into the current school year, um, seeing all the things that we brought out of that, um, students and teachers, um, that, that we actually got better from that um, was, was probably a big highlight. That's, that's sort of a high level highlight. Uh, but I think Chad and Hope got some of those good details there. Um, but yeah, like I said, I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of what we talk about today. 
Well, that, there's, there's a lot of reason for that. And I think that one of the things that the first question uh, highlights for our listeners is just to think about um, the way we, uh, as a school community, look at time and look at the calendar, right? Because in some ways we're at the end of a year. Well, in many ways we're at the end of the year, but we're also halfway through a year uh, in the, sort of the way our world operates and the way that uh, uh, the school um, routines and, and things like that uh, go along. So it's kind of interesting to, to think about, you know, looking back at a school year, looking forward in the school year, but also thinking about it in, in its space in a, in a calendar year. So as we continue, uh, we're going to just go through a bunch of questions um, pretty quick. If you've got an answer, jump in and um, we'll just kind of give uh, give our, our listeners a, a chance to uh, experience a little bit about uh, what's been going on and what we're looking forward to. So this is an interesting one. What was your favorite student performance in the year 2021? I got one for that. And maybe interesting, just you're talking about space. Um, I think maybe the contrast is thinking about what Chad said, all the digital performances last year, being online, being on video, um, was amazing. Uh, but in contrast, uh, coming into this year, um, when you know Arthur Hennig, he's a German uh, junior uh, boarding student, uh, played the piano in chapel. But probably everybody who was there listening would say that was one of their favorite performances. And, um, it was incredible, and not only was it a great performance, but it was everybody in the chapel together again, um, focused on that on that one student, um, you know, showing uh, a great uh, example of something you'd learned, um, and then celebrating it at the end with a standing ovation uh, was amazing. Uh, I, I put a runner up on that one to maybe the Sabrina Fair production outside in the cove. Um, you know, excellent performances there. Uh, Particularly by Elliot Lutweiler playing a, a character that uh, was, you know, pretty uh, multi-dimensional, which is great for him. And it was great to see students able to do that again, again with a live audience. Along those those lines, Stefan, the going back to the original time we were in, we were in the Cove with the Brothers Grimm. Um, getting back to live performances, I think, was was very important as well. For for me, it would have to be the. <clears throat> pre-K to eight holiday festival. You know, I think it's uh, very valuable for our four-year-olds to see our older children perform um, and to see sort of the progression that we have in our strings program and in our uh, band program. Um, and it was just a, a wonderful time to kind of celebrate all of our students and have our students be able to celebrate each other. So that has to be the highlight and of course the freshest event mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on my mind. Yeah, those are those are great examples. I tie in with what Stefan was saying about Arthur's performance. What I what I loved about that performance is uh, also ties in with my one of my always my favorite performances, which is the kindergarten play, the Littlest Christmas Tree in Chapel for the upper school students. Both Arthur's performance and that performance end with an, a standing ovation that is completely spontaneous, and you know demonstrated from the heart it's not like told oh now you need to stand and applaud but it's just the response to the performance and and those are always uh great moments for me that i really enjoy and and um it what you know i to to a point you made Stefan, about arthur a little interesting side story so he came down um to thatcher hall uh, he needed a, a practice space and to meet with a professor that he uh, works with as one of his instructors 
And if you had seen all of us outside of the music room door, listening to him in his practice session, it just, it was a collection of students um, in our pre-K to eight division that were just mesmerized uh, by the sound. So we're gonna have to get Arthur down to actually do a live performance uh, uh, for our students. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked a good bit about uh, arts there. Um, what about athletics? What was the best uh, athletic event you attended uh, in 2021? Well, middle school basketball is always a highlight. So whether it's uh, the boys playing or the girls playing, um, it's just last year obviously was an exciting season uh, for both the boys and the girls teams. Um, and this year uh, that is underway again. The athletic events that tend to draw crowds happens to be our basketball. Uh, and we're really kind of excited because our sixth, seventh, and eighth grade students have put together something called a dark card. And, and so now you, uh, you get punches, uh, a punch card for attendance uh, and the school spirit. So they're really excited about basketball seasons. It's a place where they can rack up a lot on <laughs> their punch card. So. Yeah, I'll tag on to that as a, as a father of a sixth grader, you know, is playing uh, middle school sports, to just say sports officially, really for the first time. And in, in, in surprising that a little bit that she's actually doing that, um, I would jump into that middle school bandwagon. She was a volleyball player. Uh, so any of those games would be would be good for me, but I'd say the middle school uh, volleyball invitational. Um, I may be taking this from you, Chad, because your daughter was there, but um, that was a pretty impressive win for them. Um, and uh, the the excitement that they had, just watching my, my own daughter and her friends cheering them on. But then, as you said, the, there's been such a spirit there in the school. I mean, I mean, it seemed like half the middle school was there, uh, just going nuts uh, after the end of that when they won it. It was really spectacular. Yeah, definitely one of my highlights is watching those boys and girls cheer on the, their classmates, and that that was that was a special moment with the with the invitational, the middle school invitational. Um, I guess from an upper school perspective, I think back to the his, the Christian Heritage football game. You know, you, you think you're you think you're winning, and now you're losing, and and you've lost, but then all of a sudden the guys pull it out at the end. That one stands out in my mind. Yeah, those are all, all great. I, I've thought about those uh, as well, which is, is great that we were able to, to be there for, for those events. I think you always know it's a good athletic performance when uh, you pull off that win against Christian Heritage. Uh, Patrick Shelley, really a singular kind of brilliant performance in the fourth quarter in particular. And it was alumni weekend and alumni are coming up on Saturday morning asking me, can I get him a scholarship at my college? <laughs> you, know, you know, that was a good, that was a good night uh, for Patrick and the team. So that was great. This is kind of an interesting question. We should maybe ask it in the opposite way. What hasn't surprised you in 2021, but instead we'll ask, uh, what was something that did surprise you uh, in 2021? You know, I'll be honest with you, the, just the resilience of the students, uh, the grit and the resilience, uh, it just, you know, in, in uh, the pre-K to eight division, uh, they just embraced every moment they had of any opportunity uh, that they were afforded. And I, I just, every day, I think it was a surprise. They just, you, you couldn't beat them down if you wanted to. So, um, so that, that was such a pleasant, um, a pleasant surprise. And, and they were always willing to be a part of whatever process to make something happen and to rethink. and. If there had to be a sacrifice made uh, for, for something, they were willing to do it in order to be able to uh, 
um, have events and participate in certain things. And so I, I just have to say they, they were consistent and they were a great reminder to us adults um, to sort of just, you know, embrace it and go with the flow. You're only given the challenges that you can handle. So. I'll, I'll echo that. Um, definitely surprising how resilient the, the students are and I guess the, the teachers as well to, to meet the needs of the students um, where they are and um, whether that be at home or here and, and once everybody's back on campus meeting them where they are um, in terms of um, skills. You know something that surprised me along those lines is I guess how happy the students are to all be together again going back to the bonfire um, on, on alumni weekend on that Thursday night. We had the bonfire there and, and the cheerleaders, I guess, led a, a pep rally there for a few minutes. And once that was over, um, someone brought music and playing and they just had a dance right there in the gravel parking lot out there next to the bonfire. And I thought, man, that's going, the homecoming dance is gonna be truly special. And, and it was. I almost hate to say how surprised I was by how well the school year went, knowing how hard we worked to make it happen. I flashback to the summer of 2020, I'll never forget it. We just, we really dug in deep and worked hard, everybody did. Um, and so, you know, that we had such a successful year. And you gotta think about like how many schools in the country and the world were remote or had crazy schedules or just shut down completely. Um, and, and we actually, you know, had a very successful year. Yes, we had students learning remotely, um, but we made that work. Um, and so, you know, as we continue this year, I mean, again, I'm just pleasantly surprised. I mean, new students we have this year. I mean, new students are planning to come join us next year. We're growing. Um, it's it's just a it's just a wonderful outcome from all that. And yeah, it does surprise me a little bit, but in a good way. Uh, what is one thing you learned and one new thing you learned in 2021? either personal or work-related? I mean, it seems like everything was <laughs> learned so much. I can hardly uh, I can hardly pinpoint it. I admit I just think about the future a lot. So thinking back on what I learned uh, work-wise, um, you know, it was just so many little details uh, about how this, about how, uh, you know, the, the school year works. I'm in a new position, so lots, that I, lots and lots that I've learned as far as how the school works, despite the fact that I've been here 25 years, I'm, I'm still learning a lot of new things. Uh, so that's, that's more professionally. Um, per personally, I had a lot of crazy things going on, and uh, you know, I'm a runner. Um, so um, I, I did learn that the maximum amount of calories a body can ingest in an hour is 250 calories uh, while you're running, uh, which I thought was interesting. But I will say that I also learned that that's just because you can doesn't mean you should. Are you talking about run 100 miles or ingest 250 calories in an hour? <laughs> the eating part. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know that it was something that was necessarily new that I learned, but it's something that was a great reminder. Um, was to uh, maintain balance. And I think that's an important piece um, to that point. We will wear many hats throughout uh, a school day, um, but when you come to the end of that school day, to make sure that you have balance as you close that day out um, and sort of prepare for the next. And uh, for me personally, um, I don't necessarily ingest the 250 calories either, but uh, you know, important to take time for me, get running every afternoon, um, no matter how tight the schedule is or how busy it is, uh, because that's part of the renewal process um, that allows me to come back and be fresh uh, the next day. Mm -hmm. So, um, so for me, it was just not something new, but something that was a great reminder. Yeah, I think it's uh, pinpointing what I've learned, mm -hmm. um, especially in 
my second year as, as director of the upper school, you know, I have had to learn the, the life work balance um, for sure. Um, you know, trying to get new hobbies that maybe don't take as long as maybe a round of golf would, would take because I don't have that kind of time. So, so speaking of new hobbies, so give us one trick you learned in disc golf this year. I guess that you can throw, you can throw a disc backhand and forehand. You need that throughout the throughout the round. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Come on out for a disc golf lesson uh, when the weather warms right. in the spring. We got a great uh, we have nine great set of campus. holes here on campus. Yeah, nine holes on campus. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, what are you most excited about as we look toward the second semester of the current school year? Cannot wait for the middle school trips to return. <clears throat> the students are talking a good bit about that. Um, our uh, sixth graders head down to Florida um, in February for four days, and our seventh grade head up to Virginia and over to North Carolina uh, for five days, and then our eighth graders circle Georgia. So we're really excited to bring back those trips. Uh, that we were not um, able to uh, do last year, and um, it just seems to be all the buzz. So we're really excited about that in February. Definitely on my mind right now is the rumpus, since we're riding, right in the middle of planning mm -hmm. rumpus. Um, it's a little bit earlier this year, so the prefects are panicked, um, but rumpus is the first weekend when we return, so there's a little bit of panic right now of that reality setting in. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the semester just being normal again. Uh, you know, the spring is always usually busy uh, here. Last spring was a little, not a little abnormal. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, a, a graduation where everyone's here in person. Um, looking forward to, uh, you know, for us, especially us in the room, uh, you know, spring semester is a lot about thinking about the next year. So. Uh, my mind right now is, you know, making sure we have a great 2022-2023, honestly. I mean, we're putting together the best faculty we can. We're thinking about that right now. Our, our student population, our admissions office is thinking about that. Um, so, um, yeah, it's just really exciting to be in that sort of growth mindset, or, you know, versus us, you know, let's just make sure we're surviving. And, and I, I would just echo that and, and just add on, on to it for, for certainly our, our listeners to, uh, to, to hear that, um, you know, really the, the great work of our faculty and staff is allowing uh, Darlington to thrive uh, through this um, period of time. And um, you, know, you all have, uh, are leading that process and, and we're really grateful for that. And, you know, as we enter into the second semester, you know, we've, we've made some major um, decisions uh, to rebalance our tuition um, and uh, looking at how that's gonna play out and, and the, um, the enthusiasm, the excitement about um, you know providing the the best possible educational opportunities for our families at at the lowest possible cost, like our founders uh, called on us to do. Um, you know, back in 1905, it's really exciting to look back at the history of the school, but um, really allow that to chart uh, a really uh, exciting path forward. So I'm I'm really uh, eager. Um, to watch that process unfold, both for our, our current families and for uh, families who um, want to embrace the Darlington experience. So lots to look forward to um, in 2022. So uh, we're getting towards New Year's. We're going to, we're going to, um, is it drop this episode? I think they call it that um, right before uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, maybe some, some, uh, recommendations here for uh, the next little section uh, as we as we begin to close 
uh, this podcast. How about a book uh, that you've read this year that you would recommend people put on their reading lists for 2022? A book that I read, and it, it could have been at the end of last year, so don't hold me to that. Under Our Skin by Ben Watson. Um, ben Watson was a football player. He played at University of Georgia, um, played in the NFL for a while. Um, but he talks about both sides of the, of the race debates. Um, and he does that from a faith standpoint. I would put that on my list again. Excellent. I think for me, <clears throat> I have a couple of different recommendations for books. Um, one that I've read time and time again, and I actually just gave a, gifted a copy to um, head of our math department, Al Shorey. It's called The Nothing That Is, The Natural History of Zero. It's an incredible book, highly recommend um, that you read it, especially if, if you like history um, and mathematics, they're a beautiful combination. Um, and then I'm currently finishing up a book called The Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee. Uh, which has just been an incredible uh, book to be reading um, at the same time that I'm teaching To Kill a Mockingbird with our eighth grade English students. And then if you have just 10 minutes, 15 minutes uh, in your schedule during the holiday season, I highly recommend uh, The Greatest Gift. Um, you can find it online. It's not, it's not in publication any longer, but uh, it's what the Fa Frank Capra film was based on, It's a Wonderful Life, and it's the original short story uh, that is a little different than, than how it turned out on film, but it's a beautiful, beautiful short story. So highly recommend that. Um, I, I, I try to read smart books and fun books. I probably read more fun books than smart books, <laughs> to be honest with you. That might be smart. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my brain can only do so much. <laughs> I understand its limitations. Uh, but uh, maybe one of the smart books is actually coincidental. It's one that you and I read. We didn't realize we were reading together. It was the Adam Grant book, Think Again. Um, I got that. I'm in, I'm in this book club, like a virtual book club. It's called The Next Idea Book Club. Uh, it's another one you got me into. It's a Malcolm Gladwell book club. But anyway, uh, Think Again is a great book. Uh, sort of a business in a way, but more maybe a popular sociology kind of book. Um, but it was surprisingly had a lot about education in it, which was really interesting. Uh, the books are really about challenging opinions, uh, specifically your own <laughs> opinions, you know, perspectives and knowing how many perspectives are out there and that it takes multiple perspectives to maybe get closer to the truth, um, maybe opening your mind. So um, it, it was really interesting. You know, one of the great examples in there that he shares is talking about teaching and learning. Um, Talks about an experiment where there was a group in the in a, in a school that had a lecture-based format and then a more active format where they were learning in groups and having to struggle through it. And the, the students enjoyed the lecture more. Uh, it might be surprising. You think lectures are boring, but students actually enjoy the lectures more. They're just kind of spoon-fed it. It's easy. They may be entertaining. The group work they hate. They struggle. It's hard. It's work. Um, but uh, they actually learn more through the struggle. You know, they learn less through the lecture. Um, you know, and I think that's you know a good reminder. And the book's full of things like that. That you know, that's just the easy way out. It's not always the right way. Just because you think something is is the way it should be is not necessarily the truth. Um, so it, it's a good book. It's full of full of fun things like that. Um, fun book, I would say, is uh, Project Tell Mary. It's by Andy Weir. I actually sponsored sponsored that for the student summer reading. Had a, Few students sign up for that. Um, same guy who wrote The Martian, if you've seen that movie or read that book. Um, it's just great fun and some great computer science 
uh, uh, t topics in there specifically about communications, really fascinating. So that'd be a fun summer, or not summer read, Christmas read, uh, or break read. All right, great. I'll, I'll throw in there a book that I uh, read every year, and um, also just recommend this author, Michael Lewis, uh, really entertaining uh, nonfiction author. You may have heard of books like uh, Moneyball, The Blind Spot, Blind Side, I guess it's called actually. But this book is called Coach. It takes about 45 minutes to read, and it's one of his first books that he wrote about his high school baseball coach. Uh, and it is as uh, relevant today as it was when he, he wrote it. So that would be a quick one to, uh, to put on the list. Uh, you're listening to a podcast right now, uh, listeners out there in the world. So I'll ask uh, our um, guest today, is there a podcast besides this one that you would recommend to someone? Uh, I, I listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, maybe educational related cult of pedagogy is a really good podcast. A lot of our teachers listen to that. It's Jennifer Gonzalez. Um, she's a professor, but she talks about secondary education a lot. Um, it's, it's really great. And she, she talks about how to teach, but then she also talks about issues in education. Um, Start Here from ABC News. Uh, listen to that one at least every other day. Just latest news topics, but a little more in-depth. Uh, so that's, I listen to that one quite a bit. There's another one called Stuff You Should Know, which is really fantastic. Just deep dives into things you don't ever think about. Uh, you know, how does a firefly work? Uh, you know, it's like almost listening to a Wikipedia entry, you know, uh, listen to a lot of stuff while I'm running. Uh, so uh, these things pass the time and <laughs> maybe make me smarter. I could list running podcasts all day long, uh, but there's a great one called Ultra Running History for, for history buffs. It's really fascinating. Um, you know, we haven't just been running here recently. We've been running for you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, so that's that's a really interesting podcast if you want to take a deep dive into the history of running. All right, great, great recommendations. How about a song that reminds you of 2021? When you when you think back, what's that? What might that song be? Well, <clears throat> I prefer soundtracks. Okay. So um, year before last, we actually built our pre-K eight faculty theme around soundtracks. Uh, those things uh, that. Uh, uh, the movie makers really sort of define the themes of those films around soundtracks. And so as I sort of look back over 2021, there's probably different moments from three different soundtracks. Uh, there were definitely moments from Game of Thrones. There were definitely moments from Mr. Holland's Opus. And uh, then there's always that quiet moment of finding Neverland. So for me, um, it's sort of, it was a beautifully written score uh, with a collection of different, different pieces from the movie Medleys. I'm guessing you guys don't want to try to top that one. I mean, I'll, I'll throw in. All right. There's a, it's actually a number, I like old artists, uh, and it's funny, there's a lot of older artists that release some new albums uh, here lately. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I wasn't thinking of songs that remind me of 2021 that wasn't necessarily in my mind until I heard you say that. But um, but old Willie Nelson, he released a new album just here in the last few weeks um, with his with his family. Lucas Nelson's his son. They actually he, he's actually a great artist. But um, you know he he's maybe covering more than writing these days, and he's starting to sound a little croaky. And so I actually found myself going to the original, which is George Harrison's 
uh, all things must pass. And so, <laughs> so it absolutely uh, makes me think about the past year. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good old standard for sure. I think the neat thing that I noticed in, in music uh, over the past uh, few months at least was how a lot of these artists took the opportunity of the slowdown that the pandemic created and collaborated with other artists, uh, Elton John and Dua Lipa, uh, you know, kind of a, a cool collaboration and a good reminder of um, how much we can learn uh, from each other. So. Next question, hugely important, and we'll probably return to this in a future podcast uh, down here in, in, the, in the South. Uh, make your prediction on the winner of the College Football National Championship. Chad, you want to go first? Go dogs. Go dogs. okay. Hope? Um, my prediction is if Michigan beats Georgia, then I think Michigan will take it all. Uh, but, of course, as an Alabama fan, I'm, I'm rooting for my Bama boys. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm notoriously ignorant of college sports. <laughs> so you're rooting for Cincinnati, I see. And I just found out the University of Georgia is in the national championship. <laughs> so I guess I'll go for my home state. <laughs> my, my college my college isn't represented, so, the, you know, Barry College isn't in the championships. So I don't have anyone to root for. Do you all make New Year's resolutions? Yes or no? Absolutely do not. No. no. I, I used to, but I, now I just make stupid goals all year round. I don't just <laughs> do it in New Year's. That's right. I think that's one of the, the back to that calendar, you know, uh, dynamic for us. You know, where you're sort of in the middle of the year. You're, you're looking towards uh, the next school year, but you're also engaged in, in the current one. And um, it, it goes that way as well. So... Yeah, uh, for, for me, it's the same thing as, as we were talking kind of prior to this podcast. Um, my life for 30 plus years has been around a school calendar, mm -hmm. and so my resolutions tend to be more around a school calendar right. instead of the beginning in January. Mm -hmm. It's a little late to add something to the mix in January, the middle of the school year for, That's right. for me. That's so. Right. Uh, so last question, what is one thing you hope for Darlington and our students in 2022? Mine is simple. Just continued health primarily learning um, and just making you know wonderful memories um, and just being appreciative and grateful that we're able to do that i think the continue to learn the value of hard work we've had to do a lot of extra things during the pandemic and i hope we've um, learned from that and continue to to work hard because hard work produces great rewards so continuing to promote confident contributors within our community um, healthy engagement with each other, um, whether it's on the student-to-student -student level, faculty level, parent partnership, um, just an opportunity to, to keep massaging that. Great. And, you know, I think for, for me, I was, I was thinking about, um, obviously, hopes for, for our students, you know, always. And um, one of the things that uh, I hope that uh, they will each continue to see how valuable and important they are. And uh, I was reminded of that this week. Um, one of the things that's been really cool for me on social media this week is the number of our students who are graduating from college. Um, and many of them, like this would be three and a half years, right, that December graduation. They've, they've actually embraced the opportunities that the pandemic provided to, you know, get additional credits, take additional courses. And um, it's been really 
awesome to see, you know, their accomplishments, the pride of their parents and their families uh, and things like that. I, I don't know. It probably happens every year, but it just seems like in the last week there have been so many uh, posts about that. And that's been really, um, really awesome to see and, and really a, sort of continues that idea of hope and seeing your value and, and, uh, and making it um, making great opportunities possible. So. Stefan, Hope, Chad, thank you uh, for being on today's podcast. We started uh, this uh, podcast thinking about um, giving our, our listeners a chance to, to reflect back with us a little bit. Uh, I think an added bonus uh, that our listeners received is they got to know you all uh, as people, um, you know, those that lead the school on a daily basis uh, a little bit better um, through some of your interests and and ideas and thoughts, and that's a really cool uh, aspect of of this podcast, so uh, I'm excited about that. Happy New Year out there to our listeners uh, as we uh, we send you into uh, 2022 with the the Darlington Podcast. Obviously, hope everyone has had a Merry Christmas uh, and that your families are well and have a great uh, 2022. Come back to campus and see us uh, as often as you can. Uh, as we uh, we continue to learn and grow and provide opportunities for our students. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and please don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the Communication, Advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.